Hi, welcome to the Swiss Property Podcast. I'm Taran Zaffer and it's great to have you with me. It's amazing how quickly the year's gone and we've now reached the end of 2022, the last episode for the year. In today's episode, we discuss my personal reflections on what has happened over 2022, some of the key metrics, some of the key changes, and uh, my thoughts around what has happened and potentially setting up ourselves up for 2023. One of the first episodes in the new year will be about kind of my predictions of what is going to happen. All right, this and so much more in today's episode. All right, let's get started. It's with great surprise that the year has come and gone with <laughs> with such speed and haste. Uh, for myself specifically, both personally and professionally, it's been a fantastic year. Uh, with some ups and downs along the way and things we've had to work through. Also, within the property market, within Swiss real estate, there's a lot of change that has happened and some of the key things I'd like to discuss about today. So let's start with one of the first main topics, inflation. So at the start of the year in January, it was 1.7% and it's predicted to finish at the end of the year in December at 2.9%. So we will be monitoring that closely. The Swiss National Bank interest rates have moved from negative 0.75 up to 1%. What a big change, almost uh, 1.25% change over the year. And that is a big impact on mortgages that may not have been fixed and also on the outlook of what is coming in 2023. We've also had a number of macro events that have impacted this year including uh, a war, a government health policy, trade relations, and this has had an impact on different areas, including uh, parts and services, so the supply chain impacting the renovation, building and construction industry as well, and just generally the access and outlook to properties in uh, throughout the year. We've also had uh, a population growth in Switzerland. So comparing from this quarter to last year, it uh, was calculated at 73,000 increase in population. So that's uh, spread across Switzerland. And it means that there is still growth in the Swiss market. And then finally, I would say the last metric we were looking at was the property availability, which means that how much property is available uh, to buy throughout the year. And on average, it has declined by 15.4% in comparison to 2021 last year. So it's worth noting that there are a lot of other metrics that are that are important to track, including things such as price per square meter, depending on individual regions, new developments coming online, how quickly the sales are happening, even uh, mortgage rate approvals, the rate of return, etc. And you can find a lot of these metrics uh, that are relevant, particularly to you, and it's important to track. Now, the challenge with some of these metrics is to find the actual data and then to look at it historically uh, and to see the change. Large portals may have this information uh, and there are specific companies that actually track this and then can share some of it for free or if you pay and sign up. So let's talk about those companies. The main ones in Switzerland are FPRE, Worst Partner, or IAZI CIFI. Okay, so they're the three main uh, large data kind of accumulators from across the industry. They work with banks, builders, real estate portals, government agencies, and they collect all the data to provide the relevant KPIs for the market. 
Now they work quite well because you know it is proprietary information and they are able to aggregate it and uh, sensitize it so that it's not kind of personally identifiable but yet it helps the industry as a whole understand where things are moving. So those companies again are FPRE, Worst Partner and IAZICIFI. Now, the important thing for me is the accuracy of the information that's available. Now, it might be difficult to find this information. It can also be questionable about who's providing it because there could always be a slant that's put on this data to reflect something in the economy. So, for example, a real estate agency might be tracking the number of sales and could be showing that you know prices are increasing or that sales are still very, very strong. However, if you were to then look deeper into the data, it may have not been manipulated, but just a portion of it presented in a, in a certain light to create a certain picture. Now, we all know uh, that data can be presented in different ways. You can see a graph with a, a very, very small kind of X and Y axis to show very limited change, or you can spread that out with large increments to show a large change itself. Data is it's incredibly important, it's great to have, can help make the decision-making process, where to invest, when to buy, uh, what to look for, um, and what's important, helpful. And at the same time, always taking it with a pinch of salt, checking the source, checking who's providing it, checking if there's any kind of conflicts of interest behind it. Some of the value of having this information can be in identifying certain trends that are coming and therefore where to invest and potentially then gain those profits from. So for example, if you knew that there was a large development being built nearby, that could be both positive in the sense of uh, redevelopment of that area, bringing in new jobs and services that will make it attractive, which will then increase the prices within that area. However, on the other side, it could be negative in the sense that a large amount of supply is coming onto the market. Uh, a large amount, say, of rental properties are now available, and that in itself could decrease uh, the amount of rates that you can charge or even put competition onto your own properties in the area if they're not up to the same standard of uh, quality. Both positive and negative options. On the other side, you could have, uh, if you become aware of new infrastructure investments, for example, the local government is investing in extensions of train or tube lines. Maybe they're looking to invest in a hospital nearby, they're building schools, uh, they're renovating the roads or the industry around it, and tax changes and so forth, bringing in companies into the area. This in itself could provide uh, a good insight and potential opportunities for future rental demand or even property changes to zoning. For example, if one area uh, suddenly has a, a zoning change moving from farming to residential, that could be a huge change in the value of your property, maybe increases in the uh, building sizes that you can go, the number of floors that you can have, whether you can have commercial on the bottom, uh, extend upwards. All of these options and all of these changes can influence uh, your investment decision but also could influence the value that you have on your property itself and this is why data is so important tracking these metrics tracking this information understanding where it's coming from who's providing it and what value it provides to you for the future is incredibly important some of the metrics i mentioned at the beginning 
uh, was inflation. So this change has happened from January to December. Now, what can that mean? Does that mean uh, things are going up? Does that mean that you need to adjust your rental prices? Does that mean that if you're looking to buy properties in the future, you need to be aware of the changes here? Maybe you need to allocate more funding to buy something coming up. Or it could also mean that the cost of renovating a property or building and constructing a property could change over the time frame of that construction. For example, if you started a build and it's going to take one to two years and you've budgeted the a consistent price across that whole time frame, you may need to reconsider that and put in a contingency of say 1% growth over the year for uh, parts and materials and then coincide with that so you increase it at the same time. On the other hand, if you think it's going to stabilize, then investing uh, into those properties uh, at the consistent rate will be fine. If you think it's going to decrease, then there might be some additional profits you can you can get from that as the rates go down. Where this could influence you is the types of mortgage products you take out. So do you fix it for a long period of time? Do you keep it just variable, waiting to see what happens? And it can also impact the affordability calculation on those properties themselves. So do you you know, go forward and invest in something new or do you keep that cash as reserve or in fact use it to pay down your existing debts? These are all decisions that can come out from just this one KPI. The third point around macro events, so we've got war, we've got government health policies, we've got trade relations or changing or influencing how we work from day to day. This has impacted, for example, supply chains, getting access to certain materials, goods and services. And this can, in fact, impact the construction of property, the supply that's coming onto the market, what's available now, what type of renovation is possible, and also the cost of materials. All of this can impact the return on investment for the property itself, but even on a, from a personal perspective, what type of investments you might look at doing first. Do you want to upgrade, for example, the energy systems? Do you want to invest in building a new room? Do you focus on, in fact, changing windows? So how do you decide and what do you prioritize first in that development, in that renovation, and even in that uh, long-term construction project? The fourth point is around population growth. Now, the headline was 73,000 people have increased compared to 2021 quarter three. Now, this is a good sign from one aspect of population growth. But the question I would be asking is, well, where is that population going to? Is it moving to more regional areas? Is it moving to the major cities? Where are people settling? And of course, what are they looking to buy or rent? And then constructing properties that meet that need. A lot of the uh, research is showing that people are now more interested in getting bigger spaces, the two, three bedroom type apartments or houses with some land. The one bedroom studio apartments, one bedroom flats is a little less uh, in demand for families, but in fact, it's in demand for individuals who are looking to have their own space, especially as the trend working from home is increasing. So people are looking to have more space, uh, more flexibility around their living situation, more area dedicated to, say, uh, a prior, an office, somewhere where they can work from home, uh, partly with privacy. You know, uh, 
previously a lot of properties uh, didn't have that flexibility. People were working from the kitchen, uh, working from the living room, trying to find space where they could set up an office. And now this is moving towards a trend where people are looking for this in new construction and rental properties. So this could influence the types of properties that are coming on the market. This could influence also if you have something, what you're looking to rent it for and the demand for that particular property. And then the, I guess the final uh, metrics that we tracked today was around the property availability. And it was showing that there was a de decline of 15.4%. Now, this was also spread across the whole of Switzerland and it would be important to dive a bit deeper into this particular metrics to understand where is it happening and what is what are the types of properties it's impacting. So for example, in the southern parts of Switzerland, there's uh, still quite a few property on available and on the market but if you move towards the bigger cities then that's where you tend to see the decline and also the uh, rental demand for property uh, really kind of exceeding the supply so there was a change in how long the properties are on the market so it was moved from uh, 29 days down to 25 so it means that properties are staying on the market a lot less and are being rented much faster which in turn allows people to potentially increase rent uh, and drive uh, a greater demand for those particular properties themselves. Now, if you are looking as an investor, then this could indicate certain areas that you might want to buy in because then you can uh, support yourself with a good rental return. And if you're looking as a property buyer yourself, then understanding or planning to pay uh, possibly a premium price for a particular product in a particular area might be uh, acceptable and might be something you need to plan for, i.e. allocating a bit more funds towards that. For me, it's been a fantastic year in 2022. Uh, there's a lot that's happened, especially in the property market, which has made it incredibly interesting to follow and to plan around and also to look forward to 2023 to see what it brings. I guess for me, the most important thing is understanding what metrics are important to you and then understanding in the metrics themselves, what do they show, what do they talk about, are they accurate, who's presenting them, and if the data is really of value or maybe uh, co could cause some confusion. So data is key, but is it the right data and from the right source? Some of the reflections that I've had is that, for, for example, first-time buyers may be looking into the rates themselves or keeping some extra cash. Uh, developers could be looking at forward buying parts and materials or even hedging prices to balance costs. And then finally, investors might be looking to buy properties with a multi-use uh, function or value increasing properties. I'll now be taking a holiday break to spend some time with family and friends, enjoying the food and uh, this rest that is well deserved from this year. And also pondering what 2023 will bring. I look forward to continuing this real estate journey with you and discussing my predictions in the new year. And until then, I wish you a happy holidays. That's all we have for today's episode. If you like what you hear, please share this podcast with your family and friends and leave us a five-star review. They will thank you for it and we are able to reach more people and support them on their journey. Also, feel free to join us on our socials, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok to keep up to date with what we're working on and to see some of the renovation projects. Finally, we've got some exciting news. We are starting a new podcast segment. 
where you're able to ask your questions and we'll answer them live on the show. So if you'd like to record your question, go to swisspropertypodcast.ch and ask. Don't worry, you can do it multiple times before you're comfortable with the question and then you're able to submit. We look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, good luck on your property journey and bye for now.